Social media can be absolutely terrifying. Which platform? What type of content? Where do we post it to? Do we pay for it? How do we get organic growth? And a lot of times we get overwhelmed and just don't use social media in general. Our guest today is a social media expert who's going to demystify social media for entrepreneurs and talk about some of the, the biggest reasons that people are scared to use it and actually how to take actionable steps to start implementing it in your business. Stay tuned. It's going to be a good episode. Hi, I'm Tim Jordan, and at every corner of the world, entrepreneurship is growing. So join me as I explore the stories of successes and failures. Listen in as I chat with the risk takers, the adventurous, and the entrepreneurial veterans. We all have a dream of living a life fulfilling our passions, and we want a business that doesn't make us punch a time clock, but instead runs around the clock, in the AM and the PM. So get motivated, get inspired. You're listening to the AM PM Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the AM PM Podcast. Today, we are talking about social media, and we have an expert in the field, Clay McDaniel from the company called Ripple. How are you doing today, Clay? Great. Thank you for having me on. It's a pleasure to start my day with you. So we are definitely not just pitching Ripple and giving a sales pitch here, folks, but I want Clay real briefly to explain what Ripple is. And once he explains what Ripple does and the kind of the audience and the community they have and the users they have, it will give a lot more context to the validity of the information, the advice, and all of the content that he's bringing today. So give us like the quick elevator pitch. What is Ripple? How many users do you have approximately? You know, what do you guys do? Sure. So Ripple is software that we built for your mobile phone or for your laptop and desktop. Uh, it's purpose built for entrepreneurs and small business people to really put the power in their own hands to build, post, and track great social media content for their business. And it's an all-in-one piece of software uh, for less than the cost of a lunch a month. You get the ability to create professional-looking, consistent branded videos, post them to all your social accounts, and then see how they do in terms of engagement and likes and comments. So. Uh, you know, we built it because we wanted entrepreneurs to have the ability to do it themselves and kind of get over that hump of uh, maybe concern or fear about being able to do their social media marketing and, and look great for their business online and to do it all themselves. And one thing that's cool about Ripple is, you know, there's all sorts of tools and there's all sorts of apps and stuff that, you know, help with all this stuff. But you guys have the interaction between like the human element, the content creation, but you also have the analytics and the data and all that stuff. So you guys get to see from like this bird's eye view some really cool things that are happening, not just in human interactions and content creation, but also in the data. So. One thing that uh, that I know you want to talk about today and we'll, we'll kind of start this as the, the topic of conversation is humans or we, you know, users are scared to death oftentimes of social media. I know it's something you've said in the past. Can you explain, you know, what that means, why we as people are scared to death of putting ourselves out there and interacting on maybe a personal level with, uh, with the world through social? Yeah, sure. I mean, you know, we've got more than 70,000 small business people that are using our software every week. And we hear from them, we interview them, we do research and surveys with them. And it's probably the number one thing that I hear is that, you know, honestly, like for all the confidence and the passion that entrepreneurs have for their business and their business idea, they are just often really kind of fearful of social media marketing because frankly, it's such a fast moving and a fast changing environment. And 
Facebook operates and works so differently than Twitter and that's so different than YouTube and LinkedIn has got its own special kind of features and functionality and purpose and use. So then one of the things we aim to do is just try to help people understand that, you know, you're actually in a better position if you kind of have that authentic voice and you just engage directly with your customers on your social media accounts instead of handing over the keys to that to a niece or a nephew or an aunt or an agency or anybody else. It's just um, the benefit of being able to have that direct engagement, that direct conversation with your customers and your prospective customers just far outweighs, you know, anything that you may you may be harboring as kind of a concern about whether or not you're an expert, so to speak, in, in social content. That's just not the bar anymore. And, and what we've seen is that customers and prospective customers, they really value that direct connection. So when we're talking about fear, we're not talking about the fear of putting our face on a YouTube video or, or a Facebook video and talking. You know, we're not talking about stage fright. What we're talking about is the fear, correct me if I'm wrong, the fear of actually utilizing social media and trying to proactively use social media as part of your brand building just because of just because it's so freaking overwhelming. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and what we hear from, from small business customers that we work with is two, two things. One is the fear of I'm not going to do it right. And what we try to reassure and often sort of remind uh, entrepreneurs all over the world and of every type and flavor and, and, and uh, you know, focus with their business is just, there is no right. There isn't some standardized sort of best practice or playbook or, you know, standard of what it means to be great at social media marketing. Generally speaking, like that really varies the frequency, the nature of what you're building and posting. And so what we often try to help customers understand, what I tend to share and sort of remind people is that if it feels right for you, if it's authentic to kind of your passion, your voice and your approach to how you want to represent your business or your offering online, then that's what you should do. And, you know, customers much more these days reward honesty and authenticity and a sort of real uh, presence and how you show up with your business online uh, more so than like some standard that people may have thought 10 or 15 years ago was kind of the best. The other thing that we hear in terms of fear is just, oh, you know, I'm not going to see a return or result or benefit from this. And so, you know, I'm scared that if I spend a lot of time on it, it's just not going to help me out. And frankly, like that is just um, false. That is, I think, a fear coming from a place 10, 15 years ago where somebody of these online advertising networks wanted you to believe that unless you spent money on it, it wasn't going to work. And the world's really changed. I mean, we're in an era now where most customers go and pull, get information from themselves. And one of the first places they're going to do that is they're going to Instagram, they're going to your Facebook page, they're going to your Twitter handle. And that's where they're looking for updated and, and recent and current information about your business and what you've got on offer. And in the COVID-19 era, even what your hours of operation are and how they can interact with you. So it really behooves, I think, entrepreneurs right now to say whether that fear might be irrational or rational is probably rooted in, you know, a point of view about what the internet and digital marketing could do for you. That's maybe 10 years old and in the present era, and especially with all the impacts and disruption and change of COVID-19, it's just absolutely critical for every small business person, regardless of what type of business they're running to have a consistent and a great social media presence and they can do it themselves now. So let me tell you about two fears or two maybe insecurities that, that sometimes hold me up on social media. The first one is I don't know what to promote. And what I mean by that is 
you know, especially small startup business entrepreneurs, we're trying to promote our product brand or our business brand. We're also trying to promote our personal brand or like, how do we do that? Because if you look at companies like, you know, Amazon, of course, Jeff Bezos is really, really, you know, integrated in there. But if we look at companies now like Coca-Cola, Coca-Cola has a brand, but we don't know who their personal brand is. Who cares? But then we look at digital marketing, you know, Gary V. It's all about Gary V, right? So if we have a small brand of, of products that we're selling online, should we invest more time on social media promoting our product's brand or promoting ourselves as that brand? You know what I mean? Like, is it us or is it the product? And then, and then after this, remind me to come to the second one. Okay, we'll do. Yeah, I mean, I think it depends on what you have on offer. Um, if your if your business really is focused on selling goods, um, a single or or a line or kind of a range of a particular type of products, then you should really put the majority of the focus in terms of your imagery and your short video creation that you're creating and publishing on that. Um, where the added piece comes is that on a fairly frequent basis, you either want to make sure that you're kind of showing up as the entrepreneur and as the business leader and owner for your customers. And so if you're going to promote kind of that personal presence and, and your role as the founder and the leader of the business, do it in the context of the service that you provide to your customers that's complementary to or that wraps around the product. I sometimes, you know, draw the connection to like the souk or the bazaar from three, 4,000 years ago. We started with marketplaces where you walked through and you chose the products on offer, but you did it repeatedly. You built a relationship with a particular vendor because of the fact that that vendor, that owner of that particular fruits or nuts business or stand was there to provide assurance that if the fruit, the fruit wasn't ripe or something went wrong after you brought the product home, you knew who that vendor was and you knew that he or she had a reputation for accountability. And so what I recommend to people is make sure the majority of your social media content is really about what you have for sale, what's on offer, but make sure that two, three, four times a month, you're putting examples up through those social channels of how you've provided a great accountability and a great service experience for your customers. And if you do that, it doesn't need to be quite as frequent or quite as often, but it's really going to help kind of put a face and a person and personality to you know, the business. And that gives customers who may be purchasing from you thousands or tens of thousands of miles away on this side of the world, just a higher level of confidence that they're going to get that accountability and service that's going to be wrapped around whatever it is they're actually paying you for. I actually love this. I, sometimes I make notes. And for those of you that are watching the video, sometimes you see me doing it. But I love this example of that, of that fruit stand of that bazaar. Like we think sometimes that it's all about just our product and we just have to be flashy and get in front of people's eyes, but it is about building rapport. And what's interesting is, and, I, and I've heard other digital marketers say like, you have to be seen 21 times before people take your brand seriously or before they think about buying it, you know? So you don't always get like a direct purchase or direct sale after this work. And sometimes I know like some people fear social media because they've tried it, they started it. They didn't see an immediate return on investment and they think, well, it's not worth doing, which I know is a problem. So that's really good advice. So the second fear I'll tell you that I have is knowing where to heck to invest my time in in social media. Because like I use monday.com for organization for different businesses, right? And when I pull up, I could pull up right now and show you social media content calendars for different things. It's ridiculous how much stuff is there. Mm -hmm. And I have VAs and uh, folks here in the US that are running this for, and it's crazy how much goes into it. And every time we add a platform, 
it's going to initiate 62 actions every two weeks. Like, it's crazy. So, you know, of course, we know about Facebook, but you've got Facebook pages, Facebook groups. We've got Instagram. Well, are we just using Instagram posts? Are we also adding Instagram stories? That's all another thing. And then new social media comes up. Right now, we've got Clubhouse. Everybody's screaming about Clubhouse. And, um, I think that's interesting. And even TikTok, you know, the type of content that goes on TikTok is very different than what goes on Facebook. Is it powerful? We don't know. You know, in some 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 places it is. And I would even say for me, I've been scared to start utilizing TikTok because I don't know how long it's going to last. Remember a few months ago, TikTok is owned by a Chinese company and there's all those fears about Chinese spyware and, you know, infiltrating our cell phones and all that good stuff. So they were talking about it being purchased by Microsoft in collaboration with Walmart and that never happened. So like every day when I think of TikTok, I'm thinking, well, crap, I can invest all my time building a huge TikTok following for my brands. But what if it just disappears in two months? You know, you never know. So um, all that to, to just explain to the listeners. And of course, Clay, you understand what I'm saying. Like, I have a fear of knowing where to invest my time because the landscape of social media is changing so drastically so quickly. So how would you respond to that? And what advice would you give me? Yeah, well, I think a few things to consider around this. So it is absolutely true. Like, you know, we, we live in an amazing, like, open marketplace of ideas and platforms and tools. And what's important to remember is that it's most important to make sure that you show up and you have a presence for your business and your products on offer in the places where your customers are most likely to want to hear from you and are looking for that information from you. So I would argue, actually, there's a pretty um, small number of entrepreneurs or online sellers, digital businesses, businesses with an online presence that um, are principally playing to a teenage customer audience. Now, there are some. Uh, I could think of a few examples. For example, if you were um, you know, marketing um, uh, online beauty products, let's say, and you're marketing those to a teens and 20s kind of a target customer audience, well, then you need to know that um, TikTok and Snapchat and Instagram are, you know, the top two or three social platforms where those kinds of customers are spending their most time, spending, you know, the most kind of effort looking for and wanting to engage and hear from a, you know, custom beauty or wellness brand. And so that's where you're going to need to focus. But the reality is the vast majority of online sellers, the vast majority of entrepreneurs and small business people, um, even nonprofits, have you know kind of a, a core customer audience that's either wider in age and uh, geo and demo background or that just skews a little bit older and when that's the case you should feel comfortable knowing that there still are some you know enormous like gaps in terms of the amount of time and effort that those kind of mid and older age audiences customer audiences spend on the kind of top two three four of the classic social platforms that you've already heard of and so, you know, honestly, right now for online sellers who have products or goods on offer, Instagram still reigns supreme as the social platform where for the last few years and at present, you need to kind of invest the most time and effort and do your best work in terms of your micro videos and your posts that you're making for. And so, you know, that combined with um, a solid presence on either Facebook or um, YouTube, depending on, you know, kind of where you want to emphasize your focus with your content is probably what you ought to prioritize and do well and do first. 
And then if you've got some of those kind of like smaller customer audiences that you think would be um, better served by having a presence and having frequent content on some of those other more specialized social media platforms that serve either the younger or um, audiences in other parts of the world, you know, then tackle that next. So I usually tell people like to keep it simple, just kind of follow the two and two rule. Just focus on doing two social media platforms really well for your business and post at least two times a day. And if you can just kind of keep that rhythm, it's more so I think the consistency and the frequency and the rhythm of having that presence that's going to actually do the most important thing for you, which is to make sure that your posts show up in other people's feeds. Because one thing you or your listeners may not know is that for most uh, social media accounts, it's less than 10% of the time that when you post something, it ends up actually getting programmed by the social platforms algorithms into the feeds of, of other followers. And so in order to kind of have the best possibility of having that like frequency and showing up and putting your best foot forward, especially on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook, you need to kind of follow that, that cadence of, you know, focusing on two platforms and at least two posts a day. And you can do that for an hour or less a week. A lot of our customers, what we see is, you know, they will actually use the scheduling tool and they'll queue up six, eight, 10 posts kind of in a week or a 10 day um, time horizon and just, you know, build them, schedule them and, and get them ready to go out. And then they can feel more confident like they're, you know, covering off on what that that obligation is and they're you're not feeling like they're getting behind the curve. So apologies for my dog. We're living Listen, in the area where... We're in COVID. We've got kids at school at home. We got dogs barking in the background. Like that's just part of, <laughs> I love it. Um, so, yeah. And I think, you know, the other thing I guess I'd just offer on this one is that um, it's not expected that, you know, a busy entrepreneur who's doing it all themselves is going to be a social media pro and is going to have, you know, this incredible presence on 10 different places we help make it a little easier for you with Ripple because we connect directly to all five, six of the top social uh, platforms. So we kind of take that extra effort out of it for you in the sense that you can just build one video or one post and then you can connect and post it to your Instagram feed and your Facebook page and your Twitter channel or your LinkedIn feed. And you can do that all at once. You don't have to go back and do it multiple times with different tools. So, you know, there's software out there like ours that just gives you that time back and makes it a little bit easier for you to keep up with several uh, social platforms that you want to stay current on. Gotcha. So keeping in in this theme of like tips and tricks that that you would give to get started, get over this fear, not be overwhelmed. You know, I, I love the one about just focusing on a couple. You know, you can't do them all well initially. So focus on one or two and do a little research, find out which ones may be most applicable to you. So what other advice or tips and tricks would you continue to add to this list to help people get over this overwhelming fear and anxiety of where do they even get started? Yeah, sure. Uh, well, I kind of also would recommend that, that most small business owners, most entrepreneurs follow this kind of day, week, month rule in terms of the frequency of what they create and post. And so, you know, daily, you should be posting about news or updates. So it may be that your hours are changing. Maybe you have a new menu if you're a restaurant, if you've got new products that are coming into your inventory or on offer, or maybe a sale. At least once a day, you need to provide that kind of timely update. Uh, it could be a quick post. You could put it together in just 60 seconds and share it out. Um, but daily posts, at least around news and updates and just information about um, what you've got on offer. Weekly, at least once per week, 
you should be celebrating a staff member or a customer or just showing an example of where you know you've had a great interaction with a particular customer so what that does is it kind of puts your face as the owner and the founder entrepreneur out there it gives you that kind of weekly rhythm of making sure that you know for those that are following your feeds that they're seeing that kind of great experience and that interaction that you have that it's personal and it's direct with your customers and then at least once a month you should run a promotion or a sale and use social media as your kind of exclusive or your main channel for how to get that out and get that offer out there. Uh, one of the great ways to do that is just have an exclusive offer code or a unique link or QR code. And if you use social media in that way and you build that rhythm up where um, over time your followers come to expect that they're gonna see exclusive uh, deals that are on offer only through the social media feeds you're posting, then you know at least once a month, you're kind of generating that um, sense of like expectation and it's bringing like meaningful traffic back into your website or to your online stores. So that would be my first piece of advice is just follow that simple little playbook. Don't worry about having to be, you know, spontaneous and think every single day about what I'm going to do. Just sit down and kind of work out that with, okay, I'm going to post these things daily, these things weekly, these things monthly, and just follow that rhythm for, you know, three months, six months and see how it goes for you. The other big piece of can advice, I, I guess. Can I, I pause for a second? Let me ask you a question. Yeah. And you're just pushing so many questions in my head that I'm curious about, but you were talking about the platforms, you know, for selling or for building a brand. The, the two big ways in which I see people using social media right now as e-commerce sellers is, you know, promoting the brand, brand awareness. A lot of times they'll include themselves, the entrepreneur, but also selling a product. Like there's two mm -hmm. very different things specifically regarding selling a product. Social media platforms are starting to integrate a little more capability function to actually sell a product. Like we see Instagram doing that right now, you know, the, the click purchase. Yeah. If all I'm doing is focusing on, or if my main focus on social media is to actually convert sales, product sales directly, which social media platforms do you think are the most relevant or the most interesting starting out in 2021 to actually sell, facilitate a sale of a product? Yeah, I mean, I would recommend uh, Facebook and Instagram as, as the top of the pile for this. I mean, not only with Facebook through your business page and or, you know, your updates that you push out through your feeds, can you provide a link to your directly to your store or to your um, online selling profile? But now with Instagram shops and with Facebook shop, you can even load inventory and utilize their platform itself for direct selling. So they've actually built a direct e-commerce offering with the ability to, to directly fulfill and shop, uh, deliver a sale um, through, the, through themselves. With Instagram, when you're trying to send that link off to uh, your website, your proprietary URL, or to an online selling store that's your preferred one, maybe that's Amazon Marketplace Store, or Etsy, or eBay, wherever it may be, um, you're gonna have to do the extra step of uh, maintaining updated links in your bio. And that's just simply because uh, Instagram does not allow you to put a hot clickable link into the caption. And so what most sophisticated sellers are doing is they've got really frequent updates on Instagram that are showing in a you know, really positive light their particular product or what the goods are that are on offer. And then they're updating each time they do that with each new post, the link in the bio, because the bio for, in for your Instagram profiles where you are allowed to have a, a, a one hot link off to um, a third party site or to your own selling store. So for online sellers, I mean, that honestly is where the majority of like the focus and the traffic and um, of the two, if you've really got to make, you know, the greatest level of focus and effort and investment, I'd say Instagram for the selling purpose. And then Facebook through both the page and groups provides a really great way to have kind of like a real feel for community and 
cultivate customer conversation and and even fulfill you know customers questions or support and really right now you're talking about organic you're not even talking about paid ads right yeah and but really they build on each other i mean i think that's one thing that is important for most entrepreneurs to understand is that whether or not you're planning on running ads you gotta have great you know short form videos and and good looking attractive consistent professional looking organic posts um, most people and most of our customers that we see get the best success both on their organic feeds and with their ads in terms of engagement rate and clicks and just likelihood of being programmed by the algorithms into feeds by using five to 15 second video. And, you know, honestly, like 10, five, 15 years ago, you would have had to use a whole squadron of like editors and graphic designers and video editors to be able to make those and make them look great. And with a tool like Ripple, I mean, you, it's right there in your hands. It's right on your phone. Use your own photos, your own video snippets if you want to take them. And with you know software like Ripples, it just combines it automatically, generates a high definition, professional looking, consistent uh, MP4, and then you know publish away, and and you've got those videos. So we recommend usually what you do is start with a consistent and great organic feed, and then pick the posts as you're posting them over time that are coming through your organic feed. And then you can jump into the ad manager tool that Facebook and Instagram provide. And if you want to spend a little money to do some geo-targeted or some interest-based targeting and kind of boost the visibility and the awareness on those posts, then you know that's a that's an efficient way to spend money, right? Whereas if you're starting on the ad side, you're going to be doing a lot of experimentation. And you know, the beauty of the organic feed is you can see right there over time as you build and release posts and watch the engagement rate and watch the awareness and the views. You can see what works and what works best, and then you can amplify that using a little bit of some ads. Great. I feel like I'm gonna have to go back and watch a replay of this, the replay of this, just to <laughs> download and absorb everything you just said. That was so much great stuff. All right. So the second piece of advice that you're gonna get to, uh, helping people overcome their fear of utilizing social media to build brand awareness and profitability. Yeah. I mean, I think what most kind of founders or entrepreneurs under appreciate is the fact that it's actually their own origin story. It's their own expertise and passion for um, being independent, being their own business owner and business leader. That's what actually is memorable and what usually resonates. And so, you know, what you've got is a situation where I think most business leaders, most business entrepreneurs kind of feel like they want to let their product or let their store or their goods kind of speak for themselves and stand out. But it's been proven that more than 50% of the memorability of a particular business is actually associated with what that customer remembers or knows or believes about the entrepreneur, about the founder behind it. And if you think about restaurants that you patronize, when you get to know the chef, you know, that gives you a stronger compulsion to want to try more of the menu and come back and patronize that business because now you're supporting an individual, you're supporting their livelihood. The same is true of online sellers or, you know, custom jewelry makers or whatever it may be that's your passion and your business. If you can put a little bit of that personal flair and show up, tell your story, you know, that's what allows your customers and your prospective customers to kind of want to have their heartstrings tugged a little bit and to just be a little bit more sort of memorable. So I would just recommend that, you know, make sure your goods and your services, what you have on offer for sale um, shows up in the best light. And the best way to do that is, you know, use your own pictures, use your own videos and uh, use a low cost tool that's able to you know, combine those and put that together with a little bit of animation or a little bit of some video and some flair and, and, and show up in a way that really is, um, 
more impressive, more professional and consistent than, you know, just what you do if you kind of snap the picture and don't do it a editing or, or tweaking to it all. Um, and so that's important, but it's also important, as I said, that at least once a week, maybe a couple of times when the opportunities present themselves, go ahead and like, you know, feature yourself, feature a team member, um, feature yourself with a customer and showing customer love. And uh, it's hard in this era with COVID-19 to maybe have quite as many of those photos where you're, you know, hugging the shoulders of a customer or you're, you know, uh, showing yourself back and behind the, the counter in the kitchen if you're a restaurateur or, or in the, the stocks with your goods, uh, it, it, with your inventory, if you're, uh, you know, an online seller or a retailer or a, a maker. Um, but, but find those opportunities. It's, it's all the more critical now than it ever was to make sure that there's a personality and a human face to your business. Agreed completely. All right. Another tip. Well, I think we've talked a little bit about frequency, the idea of having a consistent uh, a cadence to what you build and what you post. Uh, we've talked a little bit about how important it is to use short form videos because those short animated videos are just what get a little bit of a, a kind of thumb on the scale, a little bit of extra love from the social media platform algorithms in terms of visibility. And, and frankly, like they're just more um, exciting and memorable when and they stand out in a feed that is kind of dominated usually by static images. Um, I think one of the things we haven't really talked about thus far is um, how important it is to make sure that you've got consistency between your website, your email presence, and your social media. And those are kind of the three um, points of the triangle from my standpoint with being successful with your digital marketing. And so in this day and age, you know, we've been talking a lot about how you've got the tools and you've got the power in your own hands to do a great job with consistency and with professional and, and, um, and sort of engaging content on social media. But you can do this yourself now with email and with your website as well. So, you know, if you're an independent business owner and you haven't been happy with your website presence, or maybe you haven't been able to update it yourself and like, you know, keep it consistent, keep it up to date, keep it current, especially around things like your hours and what may have been changing with your COVID-19 protocols, then this is an excellent time for you to, you know, maybe move that website off of somebody else that built it previously for you or some other hosting platform. Go ahead and sign up for Wix or Squarespace or GoDaddy and move that website over and put, put it in your own hands, the ability to make updates and change pages on it and, and feel proud of it. Uh, and then with email, you know, uh, between Constant Contact and MailChimp and a few of the other tools that are out there, uh, similarly, you know, you can be in control of this yourself. And so I think what most entrepreneurs don't realize is, you know, for an hour a week, a couple hours a month, you can have a social media and email and website presence where they're all reinforcing and complementing each other. And I, I, you know, would say like the example I'd cite is my 16 year old daughter. She's starting a business right now to uh, have a kind of online, a digital book club and read to kids uh, all over the country. You know what the first three things she did when she started that business, set up her Instagram account, set up her MailChimp account and grabbed a website on GoDaddy. Well, doing that took her a couple hours. She's able to use brand and fonts and color settings where there's a consistency between all three. And boy, that's 75, 80% of what's required to make sure you've got a great digital marketing program. So, you know, do it yourself, do it on these platforms that are low cost and that have been purpose built for the small business person. And you know, if you're not taking that approach today, it's an excellent time to kind of refresh a little bit and, and take it in a new direction for yourself.
Love it. So we're going to run out of time uh, pretty soon. I know this is going quickly, but one of the, you know, you've got these thousands of social media content creators and brand builders and users. You see all this stuff. What are some of the biggest, well, let me back up for a second. We've talked specifically about fear, you know, like how to overcome some of this fear and fear is brought on by the potential for failure. You're right. Like people are afraid of dogs, not because they hate furry dogs, but because they're afraid they're going to get bit. So to alleviate some of this fear, of course, it helps to minimize risk. So that being said, what would you say is the biggest mistake that people make when they start trying to utilize social media? Like that causes some of that fear. What's the biggest screw up that people are committing? And uh, maybe by you sharing this, we can help avoid that. Yeah. I mean, the thing that we recommend and the thing that I see is kind of the biggest mistake, particularly for those that are using social media for um a brand awareness for promotional and marketing purposes is um, the idea of kind of like, you know, blast and forget, uh, just basically treating it as a place like a billboard. Um, and, and that's not what it is. It's not a place that you just throw posts out and then kind of ignore it. And honestly, like, hope it, hope it, hope it, it doesn't exist or not worry. Um, and so to make sure that you don't make that mistake, it's important that you're kind of monitoring and you're reviewing and paying attention to what's happening on your branded social accounts daily, in addition to you know having a regular frequent cadence of what you're creating and posting to them. So it's going to do two things for you when you take that approach. The first is you're going to make sure that you have a timely response anytime you've got a customer or a prospective customer that's posting questions there. And you know these platforms were built for us as individuals. They weren't necessarily built originally for promotional or marketing or um, you know commerce purposes. And because of that, they were built with this ability to be real time and frequent with two way interaction. And so, if you know that your customers sometimes are going to be looking to your social media accounts specifically to have an engagement with you, to pose a question or to follow up with something about something they bought you need to make sure that you're checking up on and you're you know, responding rapidly to those folks because that's one of the best possible ways that you can think about sort of social media as it's an opportunity for a customer relationship management uh, experience and platform, even more so than, than promotional purposes. The second way I think you can get over this fear of you know, making the mistake that, that you're just kind of posting out but not actually using it as a two-way or an exchange channel um, is by kind of remembering that uh, the best way to get engagement, the best way to show up and be proud of what you're posting there is to kind of watch how it's doing. And, you know, we're learning animals like every day we're practicing everything we do, whether it be how we interact with our family members, uh, learning a new skill, uh, you know, finding a new way to kind of help our business be successful and grow. And so if you treat social media as a place where you have the opportunity to directly observe and learn what's working and why and what's not, then you know, it's a really fun place to kind of spend a few minutes each day and and learn and grow as an entrepreneur. So that would be kind of my advice is just to say it's one of, if not the best place where, you know, every single day you can kind of observe what others are doing. You can see what competitors or other businesses that are in your market space are doing. And if you admire something, if you see that, you know, they're getting a little bit more success and love out of their short video posts than the static posts, or you just, you know, see something that even is uh, a personal post from somewhere and you're like, boy, that would be a great way that I can show off my business. You know, the best way to learn that is to have that kind of frequent monitoring and review and interaction with your own accounts and feeds and see what's going on there and, and really pay attention and engage.
That's a lot. That is a lot too. I'm gonna have to go back and watch the replay of that. If you had a crystal ball, right? Because you guys live, breathe, eat, sleep like it's social media. If you had a crystal yeah. ball, what is the at January 2021? What is the new upcoming thing that people should be looking at with a great deal of consideration? Because you're completely, you know, biased speculation is that this is going to be a big deal. What platform would that be? Well, I think it's the messenger apps. Um, you know, in the United States, we see um, small businesses, in particular professional services businesses and personal services businesses, uh, relying mostly on SMS, on texting, when they want to do like one-to-one or one-to-few um, communications. Yeah. Um, and honestly, in the whole rest of the world, in Latin and South America and Western Europe, Central Europe, it's WhatsApp and WeChat and um, Facebook Messenger. And so what I predict, what I see happening already in other parts of the world, and what I predict is going to start to make its way into the U.S. and Canada as well, is that um, independent businesses are going to make increased usage of those um, messenger apps for um, direct customer communications and even promotions and sales and offers. And, and the simple reason is just that it is one to many, it's branded and trusted, and it's permission-based. You have to you know, opt in and follow a, a branded messenger account to essentially give your own kind of attention permission or your time permission for them to communicate with you. And so, you know, it's uh, kind of like sits in the space in a sense between email and full bore wide open social media accounts. And so I think what we're uh, keeping a keen eye on, observing, and seeing is kind of the growth of these messenger apps for small business communications and CRM and even marketing and promotional purposes in lots of other parts of the world. And that we're likely to see that come to these shores here in the next year or two. Love that. You know, a lot of people talk about messengers uh, and chatbots. You know, chatbots, these kind of scammy automated things. They're not all scammy, but most of them are. So you're talking about not chatbots, you're talking about specific messenger apps and branded web branded account branded um, yep. facebook your account in a way that's builds from but is complementary to those wide open social media feeds yeah and what's interesting is like in the western world we lead a lot of things but we don't lead digital trends you know when i started mm -hmm. traveling to china a lot i realized man china china's got us whipped in everything digitally and even four or five years ago i was using or i was seeing branded digital apps you know, being used like WeChat, you know, and people were interacting with stores and buying stuff and I was shocked. And then we started seeing Absolutely. it in other places and then we started seeing it in WhatsApp and then Facebook, Facebook bought WhatsApp and they're not dumb. I know they're building something crazy. So if you guys aren't looking at, you know, the messenger apps, the global ones that are being used, WhatsApp being the big one, um, you need to start yeah, paying attention to that. And especially if you're selling in Europe yeah. or into South or Latin America, uh, you need to have a message. And, and honestly, WhatsApp is, is the dominant one for, yeah. Uh, both CRM and uh, marketing and promotional purposes in those uh, parts of the world today. So, uh, you know, it's a piece of the puzzle. I wouldn't say in the U.S. it's nearly as important as, you know, a great Instagram presence, a solid website that you're proud of. Uh, but boy, it's, it's uh, really gaining momentum in, in other parts of the world. 
Awesome. I, I would not have put that on my list, but I'm glad you said that because it needs to be on my list. You're absolutely right. So thank you for coming on. I know that um, any of you that are interested in kind of outsourcing and and um, not outsourcing, but simplifying your social media stuff, check out Ripple. If you're not watching the video and you can't see the logo on his jacket there, it's spelled R-I-P-L. Make sure to check that out. And Clay, uh, do you guys have any resources, free resources, content, you know, things like that? Of course, they can probably find that at, I'm assuming, Ripple's website, ripple.com. Absolutely. Yeah. We uh, publish best practices, tips, tricks all the time on our blog. Uh, push those out, obviously, through our own social media channels and through our own email. Um, and, you know, we're learning all the time, too. We, we do things like building a social media calendar, recommendations around types of content posts, you know, what the use cases are and the kind of specific content examples that we recommend. And then, you know, obviously we've got thousands of pre-built templates in Ripple itself, and those are purpose-built for your business type. So if you're an e-commerce seller or you're a restaurateur or your professional services business, you know, we know that, and we're going to give you specific recommendations with pre-built templates to just make it easy. We do 80% of the work for you to figure out what to make and where to post it and uh, look, look great. Um, but, you know, in addition to that, um, we are sort of constantly trying to learn from our users and watch, you know, tens of millions of posts that are going out from our service. And so when we get those learnings and we see something that's unique or new or kind of trending, we pull that out of our own data and we publish that back to our customers and, and that all that advice is just freely available usually through our, our blog. That's awesome. Good stuff. Well, thank you for sharing with us. If uh, those of you that are listening uh, found some uh, some great value in this, make sure to leave us a review on whatever uh, podcast platform you're listening to. If you're watching this on YouTube, make sure to give it a thumbs up, a like, and share. Well, thank you, Clay, for being on. I will publicly apologize. Those of you listening, go, what the crap is he apologizing for? I've had to reschedule this interview like three times because... 2020 and 2021 have just been hard to schedule stuff and clay has been diligent about following up with me going man i want to i want to talk about this i want to share this so clay i appreciate your diligence to get uh, this advice out to our listeners it's good stuff and uh appreciate having you on yeah no it's been a ton of fun and um i was persistent because i knew it was going to be a fun conversation and you know honestly i'm having the most fun i've ever had in my career because of the fact that small business owners entrepreneurs like this is the fabric of our communities this is the engine of our economy and uh, I'm just so inspired every day. So I love we've had this opportunity to talk together because it's uh, really a treat for me. And uh, there's nothing I'm more passionate about than helping independent business people try to be more successful with themselves. So uh, hopefully some of these tips and advice have been helpful. And honestly, hopefully uh, people really bring social media and marketing into their own hands because there's so much opportunity there for them to grow their business if they do it right. I'll do it right. Well, for those of you that are just listening, you can't see it. But on YouTube, you can see I am showing my notes page. So <laughs> this is good stuff, Clay, because I've literally been writing notes and I'm going to apply in my business. And that's one of the coolest things for me in this uh, in this podcast is getting to learn myself from experts. So thanks for being on. Thank you all for listening. And we'll see you guys on the next episode.